You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast. This is Aaron Jones. This is Chandler Smith, and I hate long intros, so let's get into it. You going to pull out some fun stuff? I'm just... I like to have that because it's fun every now and again to be like, hey, check out, yeah, see if you can pull up uh, blah, blah, blah. We rolling? Oh, yeah, we're, so, we've, we're recording. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I had about. a lot of people uh, are coming in now, and they're heading out west. They've already, mm-hmm. the trips are planned, so those are going on. True story. Uh, so let's see, this is actually going to go out next week, so... Archery Elks open today. Yeah, it opened today. Though we're recording this, but it's been going on for yeah. And dove season guys. opens today. Mm-hmm. I did not go out. I will be no. out cutting sunflowers this weekend and hunting them the following. You know, for for anybody, individuals that want to get into, I mean, that's a good thing to bring up is, um, you know, that want to go big game hunting is that the DIY-type hunts in Colorado, um, especially once you've done it for a few years, you can really get into an elk hunt for not a crazy amount of money. Price of the tag and fuel, maybe some lodging. Yeah, and then, I mean, your gear, but if you're, you know, backcountry or you you don't mind some backcountry camping and elk hunting, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Well, yeah, instead of paying... You know, thousands and thousands of dollars to go on a guided hunt. Well, Chandler, if we were to go like you know tomorrow, we have the gear. All yeah. we would need is maybe some food, some gas, and a yeah. tag. Good, yeah, food, gas, tag. I and, have to find everything. Well, but, and you can make it easier too if you're coming back. You know, if you're hardcore and you're doing, you know, leave camp and you might do a spike camp, but if you're coming back, you know, and you don't mind putting in some miles, but. You know, it's an underrated thing for big game hunting mm-hmm. is to go get a... And that's over-the-counter? Well, Elk most in Colorado? Of Colorado most yep. of Colorado's over-the-counter, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, anybody can... There's not, like, a draw, though. Like, for, I could just go out there, say, hey, I want to buy an elk tag mm-hmm. at the nearest, and, you know, hunting store. Yeah, yep. you just have to go to certain units. Certain units are draw. Certain okay. units are open to OTC, over-the-counter. Um, and you can do cow or uh, you can do a bull or cow or you can do right different things if you want to yeah if you're just out there to you know meat hunt mm-hmm. you can do that no but with it's a, something with a cow tag, it's definitely unless it's changed since we've done it that was right and i think that's an a couple adventure. years back mm-hmm. and oh, then yeah. and then some guys are buying over-the-counter bear tags while they're out there and attaching it because they're mm-hmm while they're out there, they're they've gone two, three years in a row, and they keep seeing bears. And like, we've seen what one bear, I think. Yeah, yeah. In our couple trips, we've seen a bear, but man, it wasn't long. It was he saw us, we saw him, and pew. yeah, he was gone. Yeah. Are they pretty skittish though? I mean, they're yeah. You know, yeah. we're talking black bears. Yeah. Obviously, if you've got food that you didn't hang in a tree, or you've got food in your tent, I mean, they're curious. They smell food. They'll get into trash, but. If you're just walking through the woods or walking on a trailer, walking through a meadow, and they see you, I've I've never had them hang around long. Okay, so there's some stories to this. The one bear we saw, I mean, nothing nothing bad happened, but uh, we we camped in a spot, you know, probably wasn't the smartest. I don't know. We were probably fine. Yeah. I mean, we weren't too worried about. It. We were really 
clean campers. We weren't going to have any issues with like food or anything like that. Everything was sealed. We all had like rolling, you know, like uh, roll dry top bags air and dry, stuff. Yeah, air dry bag. Yeah, but we, we there was bear sign everywhere. Bear scat everywhere. Literally everywhere. I mean, we're talking like really? 15, 20 yards from. But where you we only put our came tents. across one. Yeah. Now the thing, the thing that we chose this spot was it was flat. It had a creek nearby. It was next to a big meadow. It was shaded. Great spot for like fire pit and stuff. And we're like, man, this is a great spot. We got everything all set up. And then, you know, 20 yards away from our tent was this little stream and we were going to get water. And I go 15 yards behind my tent and I'm like, oh, bear scat. Cool. And then somebody else went behind their tent down towards the stream, more bear scat. And we're like, all right, well, I guess we'll take our chances. But again, we kept all our food 40 yards away, 50 yards away. We hung. Yeah, didn't we hang it in a tree? Yeah, we is, hang all our food. Is bear scat so. hard to tell, though, whether it's super fresh or if it's been there no, three or four days? No, because it'll get it'll crust over on the outside yeah. pretty quickly. So, yeah, you, you, you kind of poke it, and it'll mm-hmm. you can tell. And you taste tell. it a little bit. And yeah. that, that bear was wandering through last night while we were all snoring. Well, see, and when you taste it, you can tell he's not eating anything that's right there around your campsite. Right, 100%. So. I was wondering. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, that's a great adventure. So that area was actually a really productive area. How do you? Where do you? Um, like parking though to choose your spot. Are you parking at a trailhead and then you pack everything mm-hmm. in and you leave your vehicle there for yeah. a week? Yeah. And you just do you let people know this is where it's at or maybe like family and friends? Maybe family. But you don't and have friends. to let people know out there. No. That, hey, I'm parking here for. Like they're not going to come across and go. Oh, this is an abandoned car. When you no, send out no, a search no, party. They, know, they no. know what's going on. Yeah, no. they all do. But yeah, it's a These good idea to always are... let family and friends know, hey, we're going to be at this trailhead for X, Y, Z days. Yeah. And then, you know, because a lot of spots you may not have cell service or anything like that. So we even had these little Garmin in-reaches. Yeah. yeah. So Now, can you use uh, four-wheelers or ATVs on any trails? Not there? at the place that we were at, but the first place we went to mm-hmm. was UTV four-wheeler accessible. But what we found out is that doesn't mean hunters only. That means anybody who wants to have KFC chicken if they're out in there the middle of the field right yeah. next to our camp spot, okay. they're yeah, out there spent, joyriding. We spent a half day hiking up a mountain, and then we're like, man, I thought the four-wheeler trail was a little further from where we were going to be. And so we're up on, I don't know, it was halfway up a mountain, almost to the top on this big ridge looking over everything, and we see a family on four-wheelers come up and what, 150 yards from us, and they open up their four-wheelers and they're pulling out KFC I'm and serious, having a picnic. KFC, having a picnic in, in probably 9,500 9, elevation, 10,000. You know what? Today, we should probably go 10,000 feet and have a picnic. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a picnic. It was KFC. Okay. <laughs> How many do you think KFC's? Now, living? I've had a couple customers come in, and they have uh, they got mules. Yeah. So we, those can probably go anywhere. Actually, yeah. yeah. We had that happen. We got our butt whooped by a lady. Yeah, she was she was on a horse pulling a mule. Pulling mule, yep. And I don't think there was a llama, but we were tucked into some brush where we had seen some elk the night before, halfway up a mountain, and one had come down to a water hole, but caught us off guard on our offside that we didn't know it. It was I think it was a cow. I don't think it was a bull, but yeah, we were sitting underneath some brush, and I don't even know if she saw us, but she was on a horse pulling a mule, and she didn't walk ten yards from us. Did and, she see you? I don't. Think I don't so. think so. But she was. I mean. It was hunting but hours. Those we were you all can being go quiet. anywhere. We were I all mean, being quiet, mm-hmm. and she was probably just trying to get out of our hair. Like she was just cruising up the mountain. Yeah, okay. she was on her way 
yeah. to move. She was going up and over. Yeah, yeah. and we were <laughs> just there. Yeah, we were, well, that year, so this, this spot was cool. Lone we'll keep, survivor we'll keep, hiding we'll, under we'll pine trees. Mm-hmm. That year was like a really bad drought year, and we were bouncing around from fires, like dodging them and stuff. So this was a place, it didn't have maybe the greatest elevation, but it had water. Yeah, a lot of water. We had We had this valley that had like a stair step of watering holes. And we could see sign around them. We felt like we had everything lined up. And we did see elk one evening come down to the water hole. But, yeah, she was definitely on a mission. She was the muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had the muzzleloader tag. You know, that was her that Did was you her come gig. across any wallows or the, you know, Second, the elk? The next year after that. Next what? year after that, we found some awesome stuff. But that place, we didn't find a, a necessarily an elk wallow. We just knew that, that this watering hole had activity. So you're learning each year. You oh, first year we yeah. were different. First year we were the, the out of state. Did you idiots, even you know? know when you guys went that first year? Because that was when the fires were going on. Mm-hmm. Did you know they were going on, or didn't even realize to no, check? We knew. Yeah, we knew. Okay. You know, and Onyx is like, we we were living with Onyx, like leading up to our first year, and we were just. You know, I don't know how Those many are colored great. trails and pin, you know, waypoints and everything. Those I are set. great tools to have for public land hunting. And I think at, oh, the, t- yeah. at the time it had it had burn like mm-hmm. layers, like it said, you know, this layer, this is you know currently wildfire or something like that. So we were kind of seeing it, and then I think a wildfire put us off of our number one spot. It absolutely did. I remember that now that you, you mention know. it. But yeah. uh, so we also saw a gorgeous moose come to the watering hole one morning did you, were you on that didn't hunt? have a moose you were tag. yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i got pictures of it oh Need, man needed was, a moose tag yeah it was yeah super jet which i think is very limited draw yeah, in yeah. Colorado. I bet Colorado. There, yeah jet black satellite dish oh it was Huge. awesome it was really i mean it's big for us missouri boys in the middle of colorado like i don't know if yeah. you went the only moose alberta I've... and put that one up against some other moose right. it would be like oh that guy's a little guy yeah the only but, moose i've ever come across going through uh Rocky Mountain National Forest or whatever it is. It was so it was in forty right yard there. within forty yards of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that site was, there. Do you is there places too, like did uh, anybody pack some packable rods? No, no fish any rods. I know some guys and, and you really, know, while you're out there you find them little We really didn't have we weren't really next to any big river system necessarily. I mean, all yeah. we're finding is like ten, fifteen foot wide. Uh, streams that were cold and clear as day, right. great for drinking. But the, yeah. I don't, I don't even think we found anything that wide. Most of them that we yeah, found, you could hop across. Yeah, you might even be. And then we found, that. you know, we found some holes of water that held water, but they weren't real fresh. They were stagnant waters, like drinking holes runoff. or yeah, runoff. We didn't find any like high country lakes or anything that yeah. really were going to hold a, a population of fish per se. So he, yeah. So here's a great question that people would ask, and this is something you guys can do since I've... Okay, so my backcountry hunting was a guided elk hunt, but I was younger before I worked at the store and knew, like, layering and that type of thing. But, you know, that comes up a lot. Like, when you're doing these elk-type hunts in high country and you're low elevation, high elevation, you know, it's cold, hot. I mean, yeah. you, you almost have to pack for everything, but layering-wise on that, um, Man, and a lot of companies do it now. You got, um, you got to. I think you really need to get used to like that that cold morning. But in the day when we're hunting, I'm wearing like the thinnest stuff. 
Oh, we're, yeah. we're talking archery elk. Syn- archery elk right now. Like are we talking September, September? September, yeah. early September. I'm wearing a scent stuff from Sitka that is like super light, and I'm wearing a top and bottom, and that's what I'm moving and mostly hunting in. Mm-hmm. But in the morning, and it depends on the year, the morning is frigid. It feels like because you're used you're You've been sleeping. Your it metabolism gets, isn't jump-started. Yeah. Your energy is, is, is low. Right. But there's one thing that I did learn is that when you get dressed, you know, drink your coffee. If you've if you got a fire going, you're eating, whatever, you're probably not sitting around a fire, but we just had some, like, instant breakfasts. We'd turn on the jet boils, make some coffee. But once you get dressed for the day, it's fine to wear, like, a jacket while you're getting ready in the morning, but you make sure you're completely underdressed first yeah. thing. So when you get your backpack on, you want to be cold. Yeah, you want to be cold. Because as soon as you start hiking, yep. man, your body temperature jacks up quick. Yeah, you so can even be freezing it, around the camp. Yeah. So even though it's cold, going. don't start off with a base layer hoodie, jacket, no, no. all this. I, I did like a super lightweight base layer and then maybe a vest. So you're going to warm up quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The easiest thing you could do is start off cold and then maybe keep like your stocking cap on. Because a stocking cap, you just roll it up, put it in your pocket, and then put a ball cap on. Yeah, retain some of that. Body exactly. But start when you start hiking, make sure you're cold when you start hiking because within yeah, because you'll be you're warm. hiking in the dark. It's cold. You're gonna get warm. You're gonna get to your location, and then the sun's gonna come up, and that first bit of sun is gonna start warming you up, but, and then you're ready to go. Yeah, and then as a, soon as you get to your spot, if you're sitting, you can then yeah, throw that jacket back on to keep you warm. But yeah, yeah, while you're hiking, start off cold. Do you like like uh? Like it's a first layer, like merino wool or something Not, like that. I like that or, if um, I'm like whitetail hunting, uh-huh. because it doesn't really hold a lot of scent. But for out there, I really and for waterfowl hunting, I like a synthetic one because you, you're going to get soaking wet and it dries really fast. Okay, it dries mm-hmm. out a lot faster and it doesn't gotcha. stretch. And I like I, I mean, I feel like this would be something worthwhile bringing. But like like Sitka makes the. Like the Kelvin light or the Kelvin, you know, the real the puffies. You get the puffies that you mm-hmm. can, and other companies make them too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a packable jacket you can throw on over you if you're, you know, sure. getting a little chilly. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to pack, doesn't take up a lot of room. Throw it in your pack. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to have on a trip like that, I would imagine. Yeah. The, um, the puffies are nice. I never did take any puffies. You took, did you take the, uh, the Kelvin light pant? I don't, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't think I ever took some puffies. I mean, I mean, my, I had a scent, which is a synthetic like lightweight layer, mm-hmm. and then I had the Apex, which actually is a merino yes top. It's a half zip merino hoodie, um, which was, and then I had the mountain jacket and That's the right. mountain pant, and yeah, I sure. might have had a, a base layer mm-hmm. in between like the ascent, and, and the, then you're bringing rainwear. Just in case, uh, the mountain no. pant and jacket was water resistant, and I felt like that was okay. They're not, you don't get a lot of rain out there if, in September. At least yeah. we didn't. If we, you okay. do anything, it's a pop up shower. Uh huh. And if you if it starts raining really hard and you're not in camp, go tuck yourself up under a tree. Yeah. And if you're you sitting, get, you your legs covered. aren't going to get soaked, and the mountain jacket is really pretty water resistant. Okay. It's going to keep yeah. anything off of you. You're so. going to really need to be in a really bad thunderstorm to really get soaked yeah gotcha and if you can get yourself under you know some type of a little bit of a canopy, cedar yeah. or and you brought up jet yeah. boil but that's a great um you know we offer them at the store yeah. but just having you know these packable like stoves if you're gonna oh yeah do that, boils water instead of so fast you're bringing that you know instead of bringing out a 
gas grill and a Blackstone mm-hmm. and all these heavy well, duty. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to me, one, I just I didn't eat any hot meals all day long, but then I had like a mountain house or some sort mm-hmm. of freeze dried meal at night because after you've had your butt kicked all day. It's nice to have a hot meal, but I am a coffee addict. So in the morning, it was nice to have that hot cup of coffee. Yeah, There's something Jeff mentally that just that sets the tone for but the day. But some sort of snacks, too, in your pack. That way, oh, yeah. throughout the day, you're keeping your yeah, I think, I think trail Aaron mix. Ate sugar levels. Aaron ate 100 pounds of trail mix our first year we went there. 103. 103. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if you make it he right, He still though, hasn't eaten trail mix since. <laughs> And I'll tell you one thing. That might thing. be a fact. <laughs> uh, don't forget uh, moleskin or something like that and extra socks. Ooh, Luco tape. I'm telling you what. Luco tape saved my rear yeah. end. Literally. I'm a redneck. I just use duct tape. <laughs> but but you'll be you'll be upset a couple of days in. Oh, you yeah. start getting you blistered on your that. foot. And if you don't have something to cover it up, your trip's going to be terrible. So you're not taking showers, so to speak. So literally... You hike in, and as soon as I started getting a hot spot, I just rip a little square of duct tape off, throw it on that foot, and then it was there for like three You're days. Like you didn't even need oh, yeah. Luco, Luco tape did that too. Luco tape was uh, a new and tape then, I was introduced to that it just, you wore all week. Mm-hmm. It didn't change it. Yeah. It's how just, far away would you I get from camp? And that, because I got a question on that, but how, how far away were you guys from From base camp? camp? We were a couple just, miles. Yeah. I mean, we, it far was kind of like we would. Like the second year we went, we went uh, three miles up. Yeah, and then, and then when we made our base camp, then we we did like a three mile in loop. It was more than three miles total in the day, mm-hmm. but we kind of went like this was our tipping point. We're never going farther than this because managing that pack out would be too much. I and think. the reason why I bring that up, and and this was a guided trip, but we still I brought it, but some sort of fire starter. Waterproof yeah. matches, mm-hmm. something. Oh yeah, to, we always had that. Because if you, I mean, you just don't know whether it's injury or you get lost or I mean, it happens. Sure. Yeah. And if you're three, four miles away from camp, mm-hmm. and you need to start a fire overnight or just whatever, so people can find you. Yeah, mm-hmm. even just hiking out through the day, like I'm trying to think. I left. I never carried my jet oil with me, but I always carried like a, a lighter and or some matches mm-hmm. with some lint covered in vaseline and like a little mm-hmm. little pouch just in pocket. case and then mm-hmm. in our first yeah. aid kits probably all had emergency blankets in them because i think that was part i told of, part i of told my guy because i got i was kind of off by myself and i was and you know i was like if something goes wrong and i'm here overnight you know and i'm younger too so it's kind of you know it starts getting a little dark i'm like i'll light this whole mountain on fire <laughs> you're gonna fi- you're gonna find me yeah <laughs> so try not to light the whole thing on fire but you know, no, just safety and just wondering, but that's something too to, you know, but you learn over time. So, yeah, yeah, it's our first year was so much fun. We, we didn't do, we didn't know anything about anything, but it, it was, was fun, fun and we learned a lot. Though. Exactly. Like we absorbed a lot because next year was, it was on fire. Right. Um, and that's the mentality we had going into it. We knew we didn't know a lot, but we went out there with the mentality of like, Hey, we're going to be a sponge and soak everything up. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. That very first spot we talked about, with we saw the bear, we saw the moose, we saw uh-huh. the, you know, that was the first year we went. Awful, awful pack out. Awful pack out. And it wasn't too bad of a pack in, but we didn't realize. We we had to cross over a saddle to get into this area. But the trailhead to get over that saddle kind of went up the mountain at a, like a 
25 degree angle or like you know it didn't go straight up to the saddle you mean leaving camp you're mm-hmm. packing out your gear yeah well so we're, we're moving camp so so think we park our trucks at the trailhead mm-hmm. we're walking at a slight incline not too bad but we're walking you know towards the saddle and we get to the top we can even see utah from there and then we, we round the saddle and come down and it's a pretty steep drop into the valley where we're going to make our base camp where okay. next to the stream is in our in our heads we weren't thinking about oh man this is steep we're having a heyday our legs are feeling good we don't have to really you know this is great and we get down to the valley we do three or four days hunting down there yeah three or four and the the thing that made it a little tough too is when we moved to this new spot it was later one evening set up camp we were fresh in the morning to hike up to this spot and then we were back down in early of the morning coming out again like chandler said we weren't thinking about oh this is going to be rough yeah, coming out and we'd four already days hunted. from now yeah especially and we'd already hunted that morning so it was midday yeah. by the time we started to hike out and it was like 81 degrees we had, yeah it was a we've already hunt the morning we're cut we're pack camp up we're going back out but we didn't realize you know we, we dropped over that saddle and just like fell down this steep incline into mm-hmm. this valley now we got to go back up that incline yeah and, I, and we still had 40 pounds on our back. It probably wasn't Maybe more than 45. like a mile and a half, but it felt like 10 and a half. But it was just the incline mm-hmm. like that just kicked our butt. But then once we got to the, like the, over the saddle, it was like, oh, we're finally on flat ground. But we really weren't. We were dropping, you know, yeah, a little bit at a time to right. our truck. But we didn't, you know, we, you got to think about where you go. You got to come back kind of thing. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was, bare, yeah, that was a. Pretty and cool place. the thing that got me through that was not looking up to see how much we had left, not stopping every 200 yards, just tricking poles, stare oh, yeah. at the ground, one foot in front of the other, drink plenty of water. Yeah. That just, yeah. Because it, was, it was a mental game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to drink Hydrate. so much water out there. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's almost the first thing you do before you, like, I mean, unless you think even you when you get on elk fast we we planned our camping sites next to like where we could find water even when it's yeah. cooler temps too when it's cooler out and not that it was maybe midday or later on but them cooler times you're not thinking about drinking well, water I'm because of that it's whitetail hunting like when it's mm-hmm. late season you're like, like oh, december I, yeah I i'm make, cold i don't want to drink water right, right now you're, you're not thinking about hydrating cuz no. it's yeah even at 40 degrees you're yeah, like, I'm not oh. sweating yeah but you definitely want to keep up on it. You don't really, I mean, you get dehydrated. I don't quick. drink enough water deer hunting. That's yeah. a fact. Which that's a good segue. So that's also, I mean, our, the opener here in Missouri, but the 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we all archery hunt. And, um, you know, I was, the, I get this a lot. So I get, you know, at the store, right? So I'm, you know, relaying questions I hear all the time. But, um, and I know you've been, you know, you're really into the archery, but is the change in the arrows over time? Like the, um, a big question is the thinner, I'm trying to think, the diameter, mm-hmm. you know, the Micro arrows. Micro diameter, yeah. Yeah, real small versus like some of these original, like. Four, five, or six. Yeah, so like I shoot, um, what is it, uh, Gold Hunter, like Max Hunter. Gold tip. You know, arrows, gold mm-hmm. tip, yeah. Versus like some of these victory, you know, vaps that are, you know, smaller. Um, 
And is there a big difference or, you know, obviously company to company, but for me, I think it, I'm so used to that. And that's, so that's the arrow. I just, because I've done it now so long, it's hard for me to switch. Um, but I guess it also comes down to, I mean, there's so many variables, right? And which arrow is better? Because one, what are you pulling back? Mm-hmm. You know, what broadhead versus, you know what I mean? So the cutting and just the penetration of an arrow. Sure. I mean, do you prefer one over the other? Have you switched to like a smaller diameter arrow over I time? Sh- I shoot micro diameter arrows. I think, I think they do a little bit better in the wind. I know that a lot of marketing will tell you that they do. I think I see a little bit of a difference, to be honest with you. I do think they penetrate a little bit better because there's less resistance because there's less arrow shaft. Um, of course, everything you see on TV, guys are shooting what they're sponsored by. True. And w- working in archery, I have noticed that there is a, a big difference between a name brand arrow or a just a store brand of arrow. There's a big difference. Always go with a name brand arrow. They spin truer. They're straighter. There's less issues there. They cut better. Like there, there is a big difference. But other than that, go with what you shoot, the best. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, do you have thoughts on that, Chandler? Micro versus regular? Like I, I shoot. I like and prefer micro, but yeah, some I people do don't. But, but I like to use a, a an outsert over yeah. them too, not an insert, an outsert. So I've run um, actually my last group of arrows. Um, I was, they're micro. I think they're five mils, but they're not four because mm-hmm. I've shot four. Uh, four millimeter micro diameter arrows like injections and stuff yeah. like that before i loved injections the vaps and all that uh, yeah. vaps and stuff but i think right now i'm shooting a, a axis pro or something like the, so that's a five mil yeah a five mil like one like really good straightness um, yeah like top end arrow and i just felt like that was a good middle ground good weight good straight you know i did arrow. see better and i don't know who it was a group of us um with uh kyle who mm-hmm. did victory. Mm-hmm. And when we went to the shooting range, the archery range, and his definitely, there was definitely better penetration with the smaller diameter sure. over mine. Well, there's now, so many factors to consider. Right, what's his draw weight? What's his point weight? Too. What kind of kinetic yeah. energy? Because I don't, there? for me, like I, I you know, I, I pull back. This kind of and I can pull back a lot more. I pull back fifty five pounds. Um, one, it's easy. I can hold forever, um, and it's plenty enough to for oh, yeah. whitetail hunting specifically. Now, obviously, you get into some of the big game stuff we talk about, um, and even then, you could still make a lethal kill. But you see a lot of, you know, going up to seventy pounds and, mm-hmm. and higher, but. For white tail, I mean, it's worked for me. And so, yeah, the variables you talk about, he might have been pulling back 70 and mm-hmm. might have been using a different, you know, broadhead or, ins- you know, so all these different sure. things. So, I mean, I think overall, yeah, probably a smaller diameter arrow, you're going to get better penetration because there's less resistance, mm-hmm. just science. Um, but I think, you know, too, is uh, I try to tell people, Use what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Because um, if you're not comfortable with whatever you're using, whether it's archery, uh, gun season, um, a, even down to a deer grunt, yeah. right? Like, you know, use the one that you feel comfortable with. I use an old HS one that's is like $3, mm-hmm. but I'm good at it. I use it. 
And uh, so it works. Exactly. You, know, you feel comfortable with what you yeah, have. Buy the best arrow you can afford. Don't go into debt for them, but buy the best you can afford. Yeah. And they're all going to be, they're all good. As long as you're buying a name brand arrow, they're all going to be good. And are you, know? you uh, well, for both of you, do you guys prefer ground hunting, uh, hang-ons, ladder stands? What's like the one you would use the most? Either one of Ladder stand or ground blinds. Ladder stand or ground blind. Yeah. I've never had a hang-on fail on me. I, I've known people who have. Obviously, we've talked oh, about yeah. that on yeah, the podcast before. Yeah. But they're just, they're easier to get in out of. Ladder stands are. I think if you've got them set proper, you're, you're not going to be picked off by deer as long as you've got them in a good spot. And they're up year-round. You're replacing straps. I think they're a little safer. And two, I don't think the deer are going to freak out. I've shot a lot of deer out of ladder stands. Yeah. And ground blinds, they're just nice for those inclement weather days, whether it's a snowstorm or rainstorm, super crazy windy. You can mm-hmm. get away with a little bit more of scent issues. You can move around a little bit. They're nice, especially I've done dark-to-dark sits in a hang-on before. Not my favorite. Done it in the ladder stand. I can do it. Ground blinds, it's not that bad at all. Yeah. I, I'm... I feel like I'm missing out in a ground blind. Yeah, you do miss a not, lot. Not, I agree like with that. Just visibly, I just feel with like... With nature, yeah, you're um, not as Because I used tune. to be, you know, as ground blinds, like, every other time. Um, one, the comfortability factor. You can stay out there, I feel like, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can move around a lot. Um, but I, I do like putting up hang-ons. Like, if I'm making a set, I feel sure. like there's less to do with a hang-on. Mm-hmm putting some of these stands together so hang on pretty simple set of sticks and i'm and i use most of my sticks are still the like not solid but you piece them together they're 20 foot one it ends up being one solid stick sure um i haven't done the separated sticks on any of my sets i've done a mixture of both chandler you like what climbers and hang-ons yeah climbers and hang-ons i mean i like ladder stands i just don't have the places to put them sure but yeah. uh, all my all my hang-ons are probably brought in with me. Um, I have it's been a while since I've set up a hang-on like and left it out for the season. So I go in with high-end aluminum, um, lightweight. You know, cast aluminum platform, not welded. You know, it's all lightweight, packable, packs together with the sticks, that type of stuff. Pack yeah. that all in. Find a tree, shimmy that thing up there. I mean, I'm pretty. Yeah, I can't tell you if I'm faster with a climber or with a four sticks and a hang on. Gotcha. Because I'm pretty quick with but a that's stick. But that's setting with up that day. Yeah, that morning. Okay. So I come in and you know, and I figured it out how to do it faster for me. Is you know, I start with the bottom stick, set it on the tree. I'm not hooked to the tree yet. I'm just on the ground, staying on the ground. I set the bottom stick, hook it to the tree. Well, I step one foot onto that stick. I'm not hooked to the tree yet. And then I just put the second stick on the tree, and that's that's half your that's half my distance. I'm trying to cl- climb on that tree, and I haven't messed around with my Lyman's or my Lyman's belt yet. Gotcha. But I'm only I'm only a couple feet off the ground, and, and that might not be perfectly safe, and you know, but I'm I feel comfortable doing that. And then right after that, then I go grab two sticks, Lyman's belt, and I got ladder stand and backpack and bow hooked to a rope. I've got this full. You know, I feel like full rig behind mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I climb up the lineman's belt, throw on the third stick, climb up with the lineman's belt, throw on the fourth stick, climb up. And then I, you know, and then I pull up the hang on. And I actually, 
the last time I started doing that, I would tie the, myself to the hang-on, and then away from there, the hang-on would be tied to the bow and backpack. So it was like a cadence. So I get to the top, and I have usually in my a lot pocket, of rope going on there. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, for sure. <laughs> in my pocket, I have a, a hang-on hanger. You know, a lot of these high-end hang-on tree stands have ways to, like, bring up a, a hanger. You know, I know some of the first stuff I started seeing uh, companies do that was, like, Muddy had, like, a, it's almost like a pallet jack system, like a keyhole-style hook that you would use. It just made it easy when you're up there on a lineman's belt not to have to, like, you know, hold the stand and then grab the strap and cinch it all right. down. You just go up there and drop the stand on the hook, and it's there. Cinch it down and then get into the stand. I'm still hooked up. Um, hook up above the tree, above your seat, you know, for normal hunting. And then I go and I grab that rope that's attached to the hang-on and I pull up the backpack and bow. And then I'm done. And I'm pretty quick at that. Um, climbers, in, I, I don't know, I'd have to see, depending on. Yeah. And now we got saddles. Mm-hmm. I know, that's my next Which step. they've actually, I mean, saddles is not a new thing. For, no. They're just becoming super popular now with hunting but they've been around i mean people have been using them uh, um and i'm getting used to them i we got some try-ons at the store um if you're listening you can stop by the store and come in get outfitted and mm-hmm. kind of see how it feels you know before you um but i can't wait to add that to my arsenal yeah and uh, i need to because there's just i mean they're so lightweight there's yeah. not much you need it's it's your saddle which is you know four pounds mm-hmm. something like that all together and then, you know, here's where you would use a set of sticks. Um, Tethered makes these ones we carry called the Skeletors. Mm-hmm. And I popped them out the other day for a customer, and we were looking at them. The lightest stick we carry. Really? It's so lightweight. And what's cool is the – so you got the offset from the tree, you know, to keep the sticks away. And then their feet um, grips or where you would stand are angled away from the tree. So you're able to get a lot of your foot on there, mm-hmm. especially for guys you're wearing size 13, 14 boots. Yeah, rubber That's boots, me. especially a lot and, of and times you in don't, deer season. You know, and you've got just your front 25% of your foot on the stick, you know, yeah. so this way you're able to get more centered. Yeah, um, I remember old rapid rails, the Luton Maristat rapid rails. I'd have a big old lacrosse boot on and yeah, you're, size 13. I couldn't right. get that out. Of like yeah, some of those old rapid rails. Like you put your boot on one. Is that the ones that were like had the square? Those are the ones that had like no. It looked like a ladder section. Oh yeah, they were just they weren't like a big game quick stick where it's a center right. pole and then you have the the two two mm-hmm. angled it's like steps. Cut, it's like cut this a ladder U shape. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, the U shape yeah. that just has ladder slots. Yeah, right. Um, Good luck getting that. What, yeah. what was cool too Foot that I those skeletors the way you attach it so to eliminate weight instead of like a cam buckle strap or whatever to put your stick on it's just this heavy duty like rope i don't know and what a cam system material. like the muddies with a almost like the old muddies with a cam system but yeah. there's no cam either so on the on the stick facing you uh-huh. it's hard to, so if you look up skeletors you by tethered you'll know what i'm talking about so you run the rope around so it's got a loop on one end of the rope you put that over the little uh piece on the stick that's got little notches in it. You run the rope around, you make a loop and an X through these little cutout notches, and the stick's set. So there's no weight with ratchet, cam straps that have metal. I mean, it's 
phenomenal. I was testing oh, it out. Yeah, I see it now. I see, I see what see, you're talking it's like about. It's like a, a boat uh, anchor attached to a stick. It's like doing, yeah, what do you call it on your boat? A cleat. A cleat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mini cleat that you use with your rope. And it's yeah, and it's so quick. Like, instead of using a oh, strap, shoot. And it's so quick. You just sold me. It's unbelievable. A, and it's a four-pack. I'll have to sell my old sticks. It's it's Four pack, are they pretty tall? Yeah, you probably... Because I know the so old, that's old muddy sticks are pretty short. Guys know. that have hunted in saddles are telling me that they don't hunt as high either anymore because you're like one with the tree, you know? So sometimes 12 feet. <laughs> Jedi stuff. I mean, you're good. So, But with these four-pack, I'm guessing, depending on how far you space your sticks out and your steps are, um, anywhere from 12 to 16 feet, which I think is... It's yeah, probably I've definitely been guilty of spacing sticks too far apart before to where it's awkward, and then yeah. at that point it's not safe. And then so some try, guys try are do doing that. the aiders. Yeah. Like aiders is a big thing. Yeah. Guys will add the aiders, but um, no, they're they're pretty nice. You have to, to try them out on our pole at the store and, yeah, and test them out. Get a, so get a system. Now it's pretty nice. And then another here's so I got just all these oh, things are popping moving. in my head. Yeah, it's. You kind of got a funny grin on your face. We haven't face. talked What's about a, We haven't talked about a duck yet today. That's okay. That's I know. Right. Okay. Every time, it, I you know. know. That's sad. We'll see. And what gets me, like so far this year, you know, we're we're headed into September now. Yeah. And usually, you'll get one or two cold days leading into September. It hasn't really happened yet. Uh-huh. But I'm guessing within the next, whenever that first you wake up and you walk outside to go to work mm-hmm. and there's that first morning where it's like zero humidity and there's a little ch- chill in the air yeah, on that and you, wind. You can put a hoodie I go on. off the deep end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that on. just gets me. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, you're you're done. You better start washing you, stuff. You'll be yeah, at Rogers like, on Saturday grabbing something. You yeah, because exactly. it's like it's it's uh, all. Yeah, it and gets then me. Is yeah. the um, it does. And <laughs> what's fun? You know what gets me too? And this is weird. Uh, we're gonna get a little weird, folks. Yeah, we're gonna get a little weird here. Is I don't mind. I'm not sitting there just like huffing it, but I don't mind the smell of like, you know, deer, deer scent. <laughs> kind of because when deer season comes and everybody's shopping it mm-hmm. i feel like some of it kind of gets a little let loose you know what i mean <laughs> i just like you're talking about the weather it it gets my juices going it gets man. the association and i'm the like association of it, it is I don't i'm like you know what the smell but it no, doesn't no. like well yeah i'm not sitting there like using uh you know aerosol dopey on my mm-hmm. self code but, blue but just the just a hint <laughs> mm-hmm. of deer scent I'm telling you, man, that gets me re- re- ready to go. I think that's just ten years of yes, that deer retail. season. Well, that I but, think that's part of it. Exactly. Like, but well, I mean, I don't smell the scent until like deer season. And I'm like, hmm. Well, like skunks that? that used to just be like the worst thing ever. But hanging out with my buddy who traps all the time and he uses a lot of lure like that to put in bobcat mm-hmm. or coyote traps. Like the smell of skunks now, I just associate that with like trapping and fall and winter. So like, yeah, I'm just. Totally all about it. it so uh, same thing. It's an association it it's, factor. We're, we're getting close, you know, because it's been a long, hot summer. And so, you know, you just, it, you're trying to get excited, but you're waiting for that. You know, overnights are starting to get a little better. Mm-hmm. I take the dogs out at night. It's getting a little chilly in the, in the area. Oh, yeah. You get a little so spring in your step. A little, yeah, a little spring in exactly. your step. I think yesterday morning well, it kind of felt. Yeah, bit, so, like, fall. but we're like, getting well, there. Is, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine, you know, a couple weeks that the the overnight lows, mm-hmm. you know. So um, one thing I wanted to bring up real quick was that people ask all the time, because most companies are doing it now, everybody's going to the mesh seat. Mm-hmm. 
versus for, a cushion. For, yes. for hang on steel and ladder stands. Hang ons and ladder yeah, yeah, stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like across the board now, you rarely see cushions because they get eaten by squirrels or exactly. the straps are. But people ask all the, the time. Bottom of your stand, or you find chunks yep. of them in the woods, and they're worried about the durability. And I can tell you from experience, I put up a Millennium M25 nine years ago. It's nice. still in that tree, and nothing is wrong with that seat, other than you've replaced straps. Obviously, I mess with the straps, but the the stand itself, yeah, the seat, solid. Solid. I've never it, had an issue with those nice seats. They don't dry rot. Mm-mm. Animals don't eat them. They don't want it. There's nothing to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people, I mean, people get concerned. I'm just throwing that out yeah, there. An, so if it's a nine-year confirmation now, in thirty years, fifty years, I don't know. Yeah. I suppose the the one caveat to it would be if you, for some reason, dropped your knife or had something broadhead mm-hmm. a broadhead gouged the seat. Yeah. Because the the seats are built into the stand, mm-hmm. um, so to replace them is a little tougher. Some of them you can slide it off and get a replacement, but it's it's a little tougher. But if you're careful, that seat's going to last you, yeah, a long time. I think, yeah, I think it'll last even cushions. longer if you flip it up as you get down. Yes, yeah, yeah and you might get some spider webs or something. You know, they build their, but you know, you just brush them off. But a cushion, if I leave it out one year, it's probably been nibbled on. Oh, already. Absolutely. So by by the end and they're soaking wet too. Yeah. Half the time. Yeah. Awful. The one the one company that's done a really good job is Hawk on their Mega Combat and then they have a helium type version mm-hmm. of that stand. The cushion they use almost more like a lone wolf, but it's super durable. You don't it doesn't just sink on you. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if you're a cushion type guy, that's a great they do a great job at at a seat. Anyways, I just you know, more of an info drop there for people that, you know, have concerns about mesh. I would not worry about it. Yeah. So no. I was going to segue this earlier. And uh, when we were talking about elk hunting, uh, me and Aaron were, you know, where that where we saw that bear, we were crawling through bear trails and we didn't even know it. It mm-hmm. was kind of funny because um, we kind of, trails kept getting shorter and shorter and then we found ourselves like starting to feel like we needed to get on our hands and knees and we're like this is probably not where you want to be because you don't want to be yeah no you don't want to be face to face (laughs) with whatever creature is this tall yeah you know 45 inch or you know 50 inch tall right animal not yep not an elk that we were looking for so we turned around but i drew a missouri black bear tag okay zone one yep should i be hunting out of a tree stand or what, what what should i be doing this year and it's is that archery, or do you have a? Ch- you can do both. If, if I remember, it's yeah, whatever method of take. I think you could do both. I can confirm that here in a second. But uh, I'm I'm almost I feel saying, like ground. Yeah, ground and spot and stalk and or just covering ground, glassing. Obviously, you gotta you gotta pay attention to vegetation. If it's still there's still leaves everywhere, you're not gonna see. And it based far. off last year, I think it's a lot of moving. Spot and stalk. Yeah. You might sit for a while if there's an area where you think, okay, maybe they're coming for water or whatever, but... And play it smart. Wind in your face, obviously. Yeah. Um, for sure, because them, them bear... Yeah, I mean, like any animal, but, yeah. you know, have a wind check or Their eyesight's not anything to write home about. The eyesight I'm not as worried about, their which nose, is... Their smell, man. Yeah. Is one less weight, because I think you're going to be moving 
more than what mm-hmm. you think is maybe have one of those uh like quick setup uh some sort of little panel if you wanted to in case you're in an area where you need something to sit behind especially if you're bow hunting and gives you a chance to draw back and come up over that you know the ones mm-hmm. that are low to the ground no chair just you know you can be on your knees and shoot mm-hmm. over it so when we post i'll post this podcast on social media um and if you listen to it go back to the post on social media and comment with your thoughts on what you think chandler should do yes. here. should he spot and stalk should he hunt out of a tree stand should he i'm in zone one if anybody's got a bear Zone one. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, if anybody's got a little nugget that they can throw him. Well, yeah, I'm going to be, I mean, not this weekend, but one of these next last weekends year, I'm going to drive down there and spend Last year was what? Uh, 40 tags get drawn. Or 40 is the quota. Well, it it was. It was right around I, 40 last I year. I don't remember all last year because I didn't get drawn. But, but there was year, like 400 tags and only four bears got taken. So, yeah. Yeah. yes, I love the idea. You got to let us know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's about the same amount of, I think there's about the same amount of tags drawn, and I think zone one's twenty bear quota. Okay. Zone two is fifteen, and zone yep. three is five. So I have to keep everybody updated on that. But give us some insight, and then um, we'll say good luck to Chandler on his yeah. endeavors this fall. So. So it looks like there's yeah all means to take, but there's some like there's some minimal restrictions within that, but it's yeah it's about all means to take. But yep. I'm excited. I love and, it. And. Uh, I'm ready for the season to get kicked yeah, off. Sir. Again, leave a comment under the post in social yep. media. We'll see we'll what we can yeah, maybe, on, maybe on the next one we'll dig a little bit more into that. Yeah. We'll talk about more of that bear hunting because I need to, you know, I've never done we'll it before. We'll figure it out. Maybe talk about experience. a duck or something. Yeah. We might bring up a duck or two next yeah. time. Well, yeah. They can't say we didn't bring up a duck in the podcast because we did. I did. Yeah. Just now. Ducks. Ducks. We like ducks. That's right. And geese. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, Go ahead and give us a subscribe. That way you're going to get a notification every time we put out a new podcast. Chandler, what else should they do? Go to our uh, social media pages and give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, Get a subscribe to YouTube channel. We do uh, product reviews there. And then uh, giveaways is a great part of our social media as well. And then we just want to thank you guys for what you guys do and support us so we can do stuff like this. So thank you.